Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy and welcome. Welcome to Friday's version of Recovery Guy podcast. Um, I couldn't be more thrilled that you are here. Um, I sit in my podcast studio. Uh, mostly it's me and most of the engineers and, and um, web engineers are remote. And so, it's kind of nice to know that uh, you've joined me in this room that is set up to have more people. Uh, but with COVID and everything else going on, uh, it's just me. So uh, I know it's me when I record it, but I know we join in the room together as so many of you uh, have decided to listen to this regularly. And for that, we are very grateful. If you're new or relatively new to Recovery Guy podcast, my name is Robert Pardon. I've been in personal recovery for over 35 years. Uh, I'm coming up on 34 years of continual sobriety. April 25th of this year, I have a degree in alcohol and drug studies from uh, uh, San Bernardino College, and I have worked in various modalities of treatment from lower court counseling to first-time nonviolent drug offenders to social model recovery as an intake counselor, um, dual or co-occurring disorders. Uh, I've done... Uh, prison work. I've done residential treatment. Uh, one of the most uh, challenging uh, yet insightful opportunities I have, apart from co-occurring disorders, um, was when I was a, uh, a DUI counselor in Southern California. That was like Mr. Toad's wild ride, you know, trying to work with a person and assist a person. And your goal is my goal was to help them understand the connection between their drinking, which was in most cases obsessive. It's going to be hard to convince me that if you've gotten three DUIs, you don't have a problem with alcohol. As Father Martin says, at which point alcohol becomes a problem is when you have a problem with alcohol. That makes perfect sense. But their goal was to try to find ways to not get a fourth DUI, well, or a second to a third, that type of thing. So, you know, multiple offenders with DUIs, and I, I used to get in trouble because, you know, I, I don't want to label them. However, I had a moral responsibility to help keep them free, to help them keep their driver's license so they can keep their job or, again, keep them from jail. And so I would talk to them and help them understand the connection between them drinking inappropriately uh, at bars and other locations and then driving and not just, you know, 
0.06 and they and they happen to be weaving so they forgo that and they don't get them for drunk driving but endangered driving different different state statutes no these people were blowing you know a 0 0.18 0 0.20 0 0.25 you know blowing way beyond the 0 0.08 limit at that time that was in Southern California or California at large. And so it was a really interesting opportunity for me as a, as a counselor, as a person in personal recovery, to have this opportunity to, to work with people who were in denial beyond understanding. Because I would have a taillight out. I would have a, a, a blinker out. I would blow a stop sign or or what have you and have different reasons to be pulled over and I would try to help them understand the difference between me getting pulled over for a taillight out at two o'clock in the morning and them and if we were coming from the same bar they would be over the influence and I wouldn't have any alcohol in me they would go to jail I wouldn't and so alcohol was always the common denominator. Anyway, I chase a rabbit that's not worth chasing. Welcome back to Recovery Guy Studio. About halfway through, I'm going to tell you about March promotion where you can win some pretty cool prizes. In the meantime, let's jump into the deep end of the pool, right? If you know how to swim, that's great. If you've got a life jacket on, that's okay as well. You know, if you've been into the rooms of any type of 12-step or even, uh, you know, church or other, you know, uh, gatherings where uh, encouragement, enlightenment, uh, elevation would be occurring, they would always invite you back, right? And so if you've been in the circle of a 12-step meeting, at the end of it, they would, you know, the at the end of the serenity prayer or the Lord's prayer, or however they would close the meeting, they would often say, keep coming back, right? Keep coming back at works, keep coming back at works if you work it, you know, so today's podcast is Keep Coming Back. And I'm on so many different social media platforms uh, between Instagram and Facebook and and Twitter. And just recently, I've really immersed myself in so many of the different addiction, recovery, AANA, Al-Anon, GA, you name it, on Facebook. There's so many pages out there. And, and you know, with my time, and I've been working the 12 steps in recovery for the entire 35 years. And again, outside of 71 days, I've been clean and sober throughout them. So I hope you would expect me to know at least a little, right? I have a successful marriage of over 31 years. Um, God has restored relationships with the two daughters I abandoned. I have a relationship uh, with the daughter that I didn't meet until she was 21. I have two other children with Laura. I'm well-respected in my community, at work, in family relationships that are being restored. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not tempted in terms of gambling, pornography, those areas. And it says, if tempted, I recoil as if from a hot flame. You know, so all of those things. So I've been around for a while. And, and I've learned a lot along the way, thank goodness to 
to guys like Eddie and Buddy and Scott and Slow Will, um, you know, just individuals, Steve M, people who have, who are still living, still sober. I'm the baby of the group. Um, you know, Buddy's been at it for 44 years. Will has been at it for 41 years. Uh, Eddie for 38, 39 years. Scott for 37. Steve for 37. Me coming up on 35. My sponsor, Jack, died of cancer tragically two years ago at 44 years sobriety. So I, I come from a good heritage of fully recovered individuals. And and they always said, Bobby, just keep coming back, right? Keep coming back. So as I read different things in these social media platforms and, and Facebook groups um, directly or specifically, that's the thing because there's a lot of individuals on there wanting to know what to do. And as I talk to them or share message back and forth and we get to some exchanges some dm me you know some we go to messenger because I, I some some questions i may ask the individual may not be comfortable sharing you know on an open public platform and so i'll message them on the side and say i've got some questions for you some of them may get rather personal and you may take offense to them so i'll ask you offline and and see if you're really serious or or you just posting because you want your significant other or whoever to see that you are serious while you BS your way through this thing, right? Because I always want to know because I was that way, right? The reason I relapsed is because I was more interested in sounding good, even though I would come back. I was more interested in sounding good and just sort of, you know, cooling down the temperature in my personal life so I could get some relationships back, let people think that I was doing better than I actually was. But, you know, you can't treat this program like a buffet because there's essentials that you need, just like in, in dietary, in nutrition, right? As a former obese person, I know that it's not so much that you eat, it's what you eat, right? Certain things may taste good, but they don't have any nutritional value. And if you keep eating them, your your supplements that you need um, to be well won't be in your system and your immune system, you'll get sick. Uh, you won't have the energy. You know, I get blood work every year. I'm 67 years old now. So I get blood work done every year. I had gastric bypass surgery back in uh, 2010 in January. And, you know, to this day, I weigh 230 pounds. So I've, I've lost over 160 pounds and kept it all off. Thank you, Lord and surgery. Uh, but I do so because I eat right now. So every year I get blood work done to see if my levels, because because with if you know anything about gastric bypass, you know, you don't process things, you don't retain things. Uh, there's a saturation issue and so on. So I have to take a lot of supplements. Therefore, I get blood work done every year. So I keep going back to find out where I'm at, make sure my levels are right. So just because we come back doesn't mean we're taking what we need to take, right? 
I've seen many people in the rooms of recovery, maybe you have as well, even in church or other synagogue or mosque or what have you, um, where you see people week in and week out or sometimes day in and day out. And you think, why aren't you getting this? You're coming back. You know, how, what are you missing? Is there, because I don't see the growth in you, right? And, and some might say, well, you can't take their inventory. I call BS. I take everyone's inventory. If you're not taking my inventory, you're kind of foolish. We need to take everyone's inventory, right? If I tell you to stick with the winners, but I tell you not to take my inventory, how do you know if I'm a winner? If you're not taking my inventory, if you're not looking at me on Instagram and my website, listening to my podcasts, my, my blogs, seeing if there's a consistency in what I say and how I live out my life, then, you know, then, then maybe I should be selling you a bridge, right? The key to taking an inventory, as Slow Will, my sponsor, taught me, is take everybody's inventory. Just don't use it against them, Right? Use it to grow, use it to learn, use it to evaluate. Uh, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Because it's not just about to keep coming back, although we need to keep coming back. You know, some people will say, um, you know, do I need to, you know, to have sobriety, do I need to 100% abstain? You know, and I say, well, you know, if you're asking the question, the answer is probably yes, you need to, uh, because although although not drinking isn't necessarily in an indication of sobriety, it just means you're sober. However, we can't have sobriety without being sober. Does that make sense? So just because you have one doesn't mean you have the other, but you can't have the other without having the one. And the same way with keep coming back. Just because I come back doesn't mean I'm absorbing, learning, taking in what I need to uh, have to supplement or to make up for or exchange my old life for my new life. But if I don't come back, that won't occur. Does that make sense? So there's a biblical adage, and this is not about the Bible, but I'm going to use this. And maybe in your religion, your spirituality, you have something equivalent, which is fantastic. But in Proverbs chapter, I think it's chapter 27, it says, iron sharpens iron. And so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend, right? So just because we come back doesn't mean we're sharpened. Now, understand, and you can Google this because it is a scientific principle. I don't know a lot about iron, but I know that if I have my knives, my stainless steel knives upstairs in the kitchen, to sharpen those, I have to to rub them and 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 have some friction against a sharpening tool and guess what that is that is stainless steel or iron as well 
right? So I, so I, it's usually, you know, some type of tube and on a handle and I sharpen it. You've seen the, the chefs sharpen their knives up or I have a little knife sharpener and I run it through there to sharpen the edge to make sure it cuts through tomato and other, and other soft things where you can't put pressure or you smash it. But so you need that blade really sharp to cut through there. And that's what we're talking about here. Iron sharpens iron. So when iron is repeatedly rubbed in the right way against another piece of iron, it will naturally become more sharp, right? So the more time this iron spends being rubbed against other iron, the sharper the object will be. So it's not just being in the same room as others, right? So I can't just put two pieces of iron next to each other and walk away and expect one or both to be sharper. I actually have to rub them against each other repeatedly. And the same principle applies in our lives. Does that make sense to you? I hope it does. We will always seek the level we are on or or ascribe to be. Would you believe that? Do you, do you, do you agree with that statement? We will always seek the level we are on or ascribe to be. I mean, like it or not, when we spend time with friends, with the friends we have in our life, we have also chosen their opinions and their habits. Now, we may have some people that we disagree with, like a good friend of mine, Frank Bowden, great friend. I'm rather conservative. Frank has a tendency to be liberal. Well, Frank is my friend. Number one, he's a great guy. Always treated me wonderfully. Love him like a brother. Now, Frank and I want to get to the same place. I don't disagree. That's why we can be in agreement. We just have a different way of, of getting there, like my friend Susan or my friend Alex. They have a tendency to be more liberal than me. But we want the same thing. We just want to get there a little bit differently. So they're wonderful people of character. They have great integrity. They're kind toward others. They're very charitable. All the things that I ascribe to be or want to be, they are. We just have some different social or political means of, of getting there, but but we're the same. I I might not share their opinion on how to get to a particular result, but I want to get to the same result. And I love their life habits, especially in how they treat others and what they give and how they regard others and their relationship with uh, with their higher power. And so I like them because they make me a better person because their their actions will begin to to shape and sharpen my life. And that's ultimately what I want. See, in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous or other 12-step groups, there's always going to be differences 
But at the end of the day, we're going to agree that we want to live a life alcohol, drug-free, gambling-free, bulimia-free, compulsive overeating free. You know, we're not having the same sexual addiction that that destroyed relationships as well as our personal view of ourselves, right? So we agree on those things. That's why even, uh, you know, when we talk about a higher power in 12-step, you know, it's a power greater than yourself, right? We can have our own conception of that power, not what that power does, but maybe the identity of that power and how that higher power would go about doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. And this is why it's so important we choose friends who are sold out to and committed to personal recovery. We always want people who want what we want or who are where we want to be or people in our life who may come in after us or have stalled along the way who we know we can help achieve what we've achieved and even greater things. We have a responsibility to sharpen our friends and their lives toward a more spiritual or godly vessel. Just like I've got a responsibility to allow them to sharpen me. I need to stand or stay in place. You know, one of the individuals I was on the phone with earlier today in the 12-step program, I am, they have asked me to be their sponsor. One of the commitments and obligations that they make to me, just like I make to Will, because he is my sponsor. When Jack died two years ago, I've known Will the length of my sobriety, um, and 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 I like what he has, and so I asked him to be my sponsor. And so, uh, just as a person to throw things off of, to take my inventory, to help me grow and understand, because I always want to be in a position of growing and learning, and I always want to have someone who is more sharp than me that I can sharpen against, right? Does that make sense? That's the whole notion of this iron sharpens iron and, and to keep coming back and to do something with that notion of coming back. And so as I was sharing with Scott today, he had an obligation to, to sit there and as I was instructing him and helping him and informing him some things that I've gone through, because I'm like 21 years more uh, in the program than he is. And so there's some things that I've learned along the way. There's some things that he can enlighten me on. But for this particular example, he needed to be in place while, while I applied my iron to his iron and, and sharpened him, right? Just like I will remain in place and just sit and observe and listen and be taught by Will as he uses his iron to sharpen me. So it's really a two-way street there. At the end of the day, we both want to become more sharp, that we can be a greater vessel to God as we understood God, so we would be more able to assist others in our life. And the practical principle of iron sharpening iron 
is a good reminder for me to continue to examine my personal associations and what I am putting into them because I want to become more sharp so I can help others become more sharp. Have you, have you ever heard of the adage, water seeks its own level? That's a scientific principle regarding, revolving around gravity. Water seeks its own level. It doesn't have a mind of its own. Nature dictates to water how it's going to travel. That's why it's an anomaly because of gravity for certain rivers, and there's some geographical or ge geological reasons for this, but certain rivers of the world flow north. Most everything flows south because of gravity. We are the same as water. We will seek our own level and sharpen or become dull. Now, this will occur because of those we choose to associate with along the way. That's just natural for that to occur. So some of the things that we will do, we will do, I'll cover those in just a moment. Let me take a minute to just let you know of March promotion. Go to Twitter at RecoveryGuy1986. That's my Twitter handle, at RecoveryGuy1986. You can win four prizes. We're giving away two Fire Amazon HD 8-inch tablets, one $50 Visa gift card, and one Yeti 32-ounce tumbler. You can enter by following me on Twitter and then retweeting up to nine podcasts that we will publish this month for a total of 10 points. Enter into it. Check it out, win a prize, uh, and then we will be announcing through a computer drawing on April 6th who the winner is. So go do that, check that out, share, subscribe, uh, follow me, uh, and be a part of it. Join the promotion for March. Thank you so much. Now, here are some things. I'm going to cover these before the end of the podcast. Here are some things, and not necessarily any order. But some of the things that we need to remember as part of keep coming back. Number one, time is our friend. Sometimes in these Facebook groups I'm a part of, or times where I'll talk with a newcomer group in a treatment center or what have you, I tell them, keep doing what you're doing and keep coming back because time is your best friend right? We can learn quality, but we can't learn time. Time is a constant. Whether I'm doing things faster or slower or medium, 24 hours is 24 hours. I can do nothing to slow it down, although sometimes it seems like it's going slow, and I can do nothing to speed it up, although sometimes they seem to go fast. Time is our friend. Another thing, find others who are aligned with us. Because if you're trying to sharpen yourself against something that's dull, 
the likelihood is they're not capable of sharpening you. And I use that as a metaphor. So find others who are aligned with us, even if they're not where we are at, if they want to be sharpened, they will be a good object for you to sharpen yourself with. And likewise, they will become more sharp. Again, using it as a metaphor. Be willing to listen more than we share. Pay attention. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I, I'm involved with a lot of people on Twitter and social media. And I'm learning, sometimes quietly, but always learning with what they're doing. And then I will share when it's appropriate. But I need to listen. I have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Remember, it is practice, not perfection. Again, give yourself time. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Remember that. I strive for spiritual perfection, but I claim spiritual progress. So I practice. Share who we are and what we are doing. Don't be silent. Share. Share, share. And when you're done sharing, share again. Share who we are and what we are doing. Maybe you will be amazed, maybe not, with the progress that we can have and the encouragement that we can have towards others. Be honest with self as a person looking from the outside. I call it being subjectively objective. I don't know if that's a real term but I like it. I have to look inside of me as a person looking from without because if I'm just being subjective, pride may get in the way and I may not want to see what needs to be seen. But as an objective person, I can look subjectively and tell myself the truth and change accordingly and get sharpened in areas I would otherwise deny. Develop and grow your relationship with God. There is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. That's from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, chapter five. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his care and protection with complete abandon, right? It is your higher power who is going to power you, direct you, keep you coming back direct you to the people who are iron, who you can sharpen and be sharpened by. And number eight, it's the title of this podcast. Keep coming back. It works when you work it. Don't you just love that phrase? Keep coming back. It is a cliche, but as my dear friend Tom Bennett would say, things are cliches because they work. If they didn't work, We'd have forgot them a long time ago. But cliches work and keep coming back is an amazing notion, is amazing directive. It's an amazing encouragement. And I want to keep coming back. I will keep coming back. Everything that I am, everything that I strive for, everything that makes up me as recovery guy is what I desire to come back for. And folks, I have been coming back for 12,741 days in a row.
Isn't that crazy? 12,741 days. And I keep coming back. Why? Because iron sharpens iron. And so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And I want to become more sharp and sharper. I want to become weller than the well. I want to become the best possible version of me. So I'm more equipped and capable of helping you. That's what this is all about. I was dying. You showed me I could live. And my way of giving back is to show other people who think their life is about dying, showing them that they can live so they can reach other people who are dying and show them that they can live. And that's what this thing called recovery is all about. Hey, thank you so much for joining uh, Recovery Guy podcast today. Keep coming back. Make sure you go to recoveryguy.org. Go to your favorite podcast channel for the Recovery Guy podcast. Find us on the Recovery Guy on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, again, at recoveryguy1986. Um, Instagram, I'm recovery underscore guy. DM me, message me. If you're looking for a life coach, let me know what that looks like. I have a few openings available. I'd be more than happy to work with you and help you elevate to where you would want to be in your personal life as a whole. And again, don't forget March promotion, check it out, enter and win. As always, my name is Robert and I am the recovery guy.